welcome to Radio Plasma, space dedicated to the exchange of ideas. Conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. And today we're going to have a series of updates and great amazing news about Nueva Esperanza. The new hope is happening. I want to welcome officially the new executive director of Nueva Esperanza, Nelson Roman. Thank you so much. Gracias, Johan, for always doing this and having us and talking about art, culture, exchanging of ideas. Thank you, Radio Plasma. Congratulations on becoming the XL. Thank you so much. Es un honor. It's an honor. It's a privilege. Um, I'm thankful to the board of directors of Nueva Esperanza, current and past. Uh, you know, Maria Salgado was on the board last year, and so she was a big part of me getting this position. And uh, all the board members, Mildred, Irene, Joshua, Sammy, Rosa Pantoja, the board has really set amazing goals and missions and vision for Nueva. So I just feel like I'm honored carrying on the work that they want me to do. But stepping into these shoes of such great legends, you know, Carlos Vega, Miguel Arce, like Robert Vining, all these amazing leaders of Nueva Esperanza and women who started it. Silvia Rubello, still the founder. She's around. She's here. She's a big part of the new Nueva and the original Nueva. So I'm grateful to the men and all the amazing women who've helped this be what it is today. Betty Medina used to work there. Gladys Rabo Martinez. So amazing men and women. I'm just honored to be there. And many things happening with this new official appointment of you becoming the new executive director, but a lot of work has been going on with uh, different projects and just physically the facilities. Now it has a new view. Yes, yes. So the last year, the board charged me when I was the interim executive director with some goals, right? One is we have to become 501c3 pending again. And so with the help of Valley Opportunity Council, they've served as our fiscal agent. We're now 501c3 pending again, Johan. We filed all of our back taxes from 2012. So we're just waiting for that letter from the IRS saying you're back, you're your full nonprofit status again. But we're grateful, right? We stumbled. But the board also set out a very lofty goal of getting those buildings demoed. Next to us was the most number one dangerous building in the city. And the rear of Nueva was damaged, the actual physical building at 401, thanks to the City of Holyoke Community Development Block Grant Funds, partnering with Marcos and Paul Payer and the mayor, we got that building demolished. So the building looks bigger for some reason. It looks huger and taller and it stands prouder. Um, and the physical space where what we used to call the Mercado, which is now going to become the Puerto Rican Afro-Caribbean Cultural Center. Uh, and we have this big, beautiful Puerto Rican flag painted mural. That's under renovation right now, too. Uh, it's going to be the home to Rodriguez. Kempo, the Holio Kempo studio that used to be located on Ray Street, they're now at Nueva. They're now in that space. And then hopefully on the second and third floor, we're going to develop that into a learning community space, a community center of learning. And on our second and third floor in Nueva, you come through the hallways, they're painted white and bright and beautiful. And we're getting murals painted and culture and bringing in the Puerto Rican flag and Cuban flag and Haitian and Mexican. And we're just bringing in culture into the space and it's coming alive and the community is using it. We have kids there, community meetings. Um, you know, we started a social justice camp last summer and we went from 13 kids last year. We have 30 kids enrolled this year. So the space has come alive. Our physical space has come alive. And our mission statement, the fact that the board approved a mission statement that says Nueva Esperanza now exists to be a catalyst and partner for a vibrant, powerful, and sustainable Puerto Rican Afro-Caribbean community of Holyoke, it's powerful. And that we're going to do that with creation, community, and culture. Uh, we're doing leadership. We taught the high school.
high school this year, a leadership development class. We have a men of color group called Los Guerreros. As you know, you came to some of the meetings. Uh, there's a women of color group that meets there. Um, we're doing HIV aid services. That's why I'm traveling out to Chicago. We're going to sign an agreement with the Puerto Rican Cultural Center of Chicago to bring their HIV AIDS program to Holyoke that does a great job with focusing on the Latinx community and the LGBT community. So Nueva's alive. We're back open. We're here again for the community. Um, and we're just a space exactly for culture. The Holyoke local media is using the cultural center as their temporary studio space. So they film shows out of it. And you do tons of work there now at the Mercado recording and everything. And we have Palante Theater there. It's a pop-up theater uh, company uh, that celebrates Latinx cultures. Uh, it's an affiliate of MIFA, uh, the Victory Theater. Uh, so there's lots of stuff happening. It's, it's like inundating, but very amazing. And the fact that it's all centered around the community and the people of the neighborhood. Carmen and Jerry from the Neighborhood Association have their offices there. We have Learn in Motion, Neighbor to Neighbor, and we're budding. Like people are coming and they're using the space as a center for culture. So it's not to say it is becoming, it is already a hub and a point of connection with the Puerto Rican community in Holyoke that actually connects beyond that because now it is a multi-purpose point of connection for arts, culture, sports, education, social engagement, entertainment, which is another important component that sometimes is missing and lacking to think how can we combine everything that is arts, culture, education, social justice, but also to have entertainment as a way to keep cultivating all these elements infused in what the identity of Puerto Rican culture means. Exactly. And MIFA just did their amazing El Puerto Rico event at the cultural center space. They had a six-piece orchestra band and over 75 people came to just listen to a concert, right? We had a professional off-Broadway company theater there. We did a film festival in February um, where the summer camp kids are doing their art gallery showcase. We're now seeing exactly in this hub of entertainment This space, we are working with uh, one of the food truck people to do a pop-up nightly restaurant starting in August on Tuesday nights. They're going to do tapas one week. They're going to do tacos another week. They're going to do just Puerto Rican food another week to really say, listen, on Main Street now, you can go to a restaurant after 7 o'clock at night that's going to be open until 11, 11.30, and you could eat a dinner. You can go listen to poetry and music and art. And that's what we're trying to bring to Nueva Esperanza is really fusing that to see Main Street, and we're working with the city on a national endowment of the Arts Grant to make placecape making, to see more art and culture and flags and murals and just so much on that Main Street corridor. So it brings you down to Main Street and Nueva is going to be like the center of that. And we're in the heart of the Puerto Rican Cultural District. You know, my first uh, day in office, January 4th, 2016, the city council unanimously named the flats in South Holyoke the Puerto Rican Cultural Area. And so we're going forward with that. This Wednesday, we're raising the Puerto Rican flag at Carlos Vega Park. It's our second year. And now we've developed. We have a cultural district council that meets uh, once a month. It's myself, Manuel Frau. You know, we have Yesenia Colón. We have uh, Kayla Rodriguez. We have Gary Cruz. We have Carmen Jerry. There's about eight or nine of us. We meet and talk about the district. Izzy Rivera. What can we do to make the South Holyoke and the Flats feel like Old San Juan, like a place you can go and buy art? We started the Mercado on Main Street the third Sunday of every month. 
art and food market right on Hamilton Street. We shut down the street. It's happening this Sunday for Father's Day. From 1 to 5, the third Sunday of the month, you can go buy Puerto Rican art or Latino art. You can go buy some food, some frituras, some piraguas. Um, so we're just really transforming the whole community, not just our buildings. We want people to use all the spaces as art, as culture, as living. Uh, so we're excited. I can't wait. So beautiful to see how the, the idea of bringing the vibe and the essence of what it means to be celebrating as community exactly the way it is back in Puerto Rico when we talk about, for example, El Viejo San Juan, but in the in the towns, Isla Adentro, when we talk about fiestas patronales where artesanos and food and mm -hmm. people get together just to be together and hang out. Exactly. And that's what we're talking about, too. We want to really activate the Flats Tambien. The Flats has a beautiful Colombian culture that's moving in and there and vibrant and gorgeous. And we want to celebrate that, right? If there's any Latinx cultures, yes, it's the Puerto Rican cultural district, but how do we celebrate those ultra identities? And, you know, I got to give the Garcia family, Stephanie Garcia and the Escobares, you know, they really bring Colombian culture to life. But you're our Mexicano brother, Boricua, you know? How do we celebrate these other cultures, too? And that's why we've ordered for the top of our cultural center, we have, even though they're not in the Caribbean. We have a Colombian, Mexican, we have a Haitian, Jamaican, Dominican, Puerto Rican, and Cuban flag. And we're going to hang them all up to just say, hey, we're a space for all culture and all vibrancy. And yes, we're celebrating the richness of the Boricuas here, but we want everyone to feel like they have a space to organize, to mobilize. And that's why our board has invested over $10,000 to rehab even our bathroom spaces at the Mercado. We've taken out the big clunky bar. We're really renovating now that cultural council, that cultural space, the cultural center space, to be something that's beautiful and vibrant and available to anybody. We literally, like I said, we were in talks with the school districts now, they're going to start producing and doing theater there in a little pop-up theater space. Um, really just making Main Street come to life. And we hope that we get more restaurants and coffee shops and poetry shops and places that are selling art right on Main Street to make this, you know, our basically version of Paseo Boricua in Chicago, where you come in and there's everything you need. And you're right, in Puerto Rico, we were just talking to some of the seniors in the senior towers. We in the fall are going to launch Café con Conversación, where the seniors could just come in, have a free cup of coffee, have some pan con manteca and just have a place to come in and sit and talk and laugh and you know BS and maybe play some bingo or some dominoes or just have a space where they can come in that's like free they can stop in they can stop out but we're trying to do those things to connect the generations too so in order to keep the public informed and the chronological order of events happening we have for Wednesday the 20th the rising of the Puerto Rican flag at Carlos Vega Park. That is happening at 12.30 p.m., right? Yep, and we're honoring Maria Pagan uh, from the Holy Public Library, Eliana uh, Sintron, and the women of the Vanguard. They're all getting keys to the Puerto Rican Cultural District, which is pretty cool. So that's Wednesday. And then you go on to about August is when the Cuyo Youth at the Puerto Rican Cultural Center on August 17th. They do their end of the summer art showcase. You came to it last year. They sell all of the art that they've produced as young artists this summer in our social justice camp. And they do a beautiful one hour theater show where they like dance, bomba en plena, and salsa, do theater, do hip hop. They're going to do singing, hopefully with you. The girls are excited to take that with you again and showcase their podcasting skills. Hopefully this year, I want to play some of their work. They're going to do digital storytelling. So that's happening August 17th. It's free to the public. Just come with some money 
to buy some art from these amazing young people. And then in September, we're already at the third annual Sabor de South Holyoke or Taste of South Holyoke Fest, which grew from this neighborhood saying, we want to change the perception of South Holyoke. Everyone thinks that it's the worst. It's where the drugs are and the crime and the violence. And yeah, every community and every neighborhood experiences something that's not perfect. But in this neighborhood, there's richness, there's culture, there's different cultures. And we even celebrate and acknowledge the French Canadians and the German and the Irish who helped make this neighborhood what it was. And so that's in its third year. We have amazing acts and entertainment. Last year, we had like close to 4,000 people. We shut down Cabbage Street in front of Capri. And that's going to be in September, Ijap por Octubre, in October, Dancing on My Cockroach Killers, uh, written by Magdalena Gomez, a local playwright, but brought by the Puerto Rican uh, theater company, uh, National Puerto Rican Theater Company based out of New York in Pregones. Uh, they're bringing that professional theater company here in October, the weekend of the 20th, 21st, 22nd. There is a small fee for that. It's 25 bucks. But we do allow all Holyoke Public School students to watch the dress rehearsal for free. So kids get to interact for free. And so we're pretty programmed out. And then New Year's Eve this year, we're doing a Latino comedy night. So on the 31st of December, Laughing Latino Comics, he's based out of Springfield. His name is Phil Borras. He's going to have four Latino comics who are going to be ringing in the New Year. So we'll have a six o'clock show and then a 10 o'clock show. With the 10 o'clock show, we'll have a champagne toast after and some Boricua hors d'oeuvres. And we're going to count down the new year. We just wanted to create something different for the community. So you can come join us. So literally programming all the way out to the end of the year. And hopefully by next year, we're actually looking to hire a cultural center director who will then be in charge of programming and really running and making sure exactly that there's a calendar out to the community and that we're always programming something in that space. Mm -hmm. To have something doing the curation of events and mm -hmm. keeping the engagement with activity and cultural affairs that I feel it becomes a mission of tying down the connection with the Puerto Rican diaspora here in Holyoke and the Puerto Rican arts community back on the island that right now that's another way to keep helping and supporting them because on top of that I know there is a strong work and commitment to adopt and help communities in Puerto Rico that are still struggling with the after effect of Maria. Yeah, so Nueva just announced in a small cohort, we have the women of the Vanguard, Adam Gomez from Springfield, uh, Massachusetts Parents United. We've adopted the towns of Loisa and Yabucoa. Yabucoa is where the eye of the hurricane hit. They still have 900 homes without roofs. Uh, they have about 300 people staying in tents. Uh, and 90% of their municipal structures got demolished in the hurricane and FEMA denied their, those applications. So they need roofs, they need construction materials still to this day. And 35% of the town of Yabucoa is still without electricity today. Uh, so they need help. And so we always, and again, we applaud the great efforts that so many organizations like Enlace and uh, New North Citizens Council are doing for families that have come here from the diaspora. But Nueva is still looking at the island to say, hey, if a hurricane hits today, these two communities are going to be wiped off the map. And so we have to constantly look back at the homeland. And you're right, with the artists too, Colectivo Morevivir is an all Latina women uh, collective of artists from Puerto Rico who actually two of them go to Hampshire College. So this summer they're working with Arcuyo youth to paint a mural on the handball wall at Susi Park. They're also planning a huge mural for the side building of Nueva Esperanza. We're trying to get the funding together for that to really support the artists from Puerto Rico to come here paint that genuine art, and then they get to go back to the island. And we've been supporting them in that way. Um, and so, and even Manuel Flowers, so Latino in the Puerto Rican 
cultural project at the library, we just did an exhibit for a month to open the cultural center space that had DEVEDCO, the Division of Education from Puerto Rico, that showed how the government of Puerto Rico paid artists to develop beautiful painting posters that went along with PSA movies to teach the community about nutrition and wealth and health, you know, health and wellness. And so we had these beautiful posters up for a month that showed those. And then we online on YouTube showed the PSAs that matched them. So we're going to actually make that traveling now, take those to some schools. Uh, we're taking this to East Hampton High School for Hispanic Heritage Month. They're working with us and we're working with Holyoke Public Schools too to bring more of the history and the knowledge and the education piece because we're very proud and we want to celebrate, but we also want to teach the history and the culture and the reason why. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website, radioplasma.com, and through our social media channels, Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab, and facebook.com slash radioplasma. We cannot forget about another big celebration that, in a way, kind of summarizes all the success, all the small successes, victories, and the energy that is being infused on taking this new mission in 2018, celebrating 35 years yeah. of Nueva Esperanza, and this is going to be a Guayabera event. Yes, a Guayabera Gala. It's June 24th. So it's happening in two weeks. The public is more than welcome to attend. We still have seats. They're filling up quickly. Uh, we are setting the space for 150 people. I think we have 125 tickets sold. So it's coming close to where we're going to be full, but we invite the public to celebrate these 35 years of excellence. We are going to recognize some amazing volunteers who have helped us this last year and some of our founders and some of the people who really helped lay this foundation. Uh, but it's going to be a fun night. We literally have a sit-down dinner that's being cooked by local boricuas. So it's a jo blanco, habichuela guisa, you have a choice of pollo guisa or bite guisa. Um, they're doing a salad, they're doing ceviche and something else for appetizers. And then you get flan at the end or tembleque. It's going to be an amazing meal. And then we have a salsa band, um, which is going to be great. And then we have a DJ. So it's 7 to 11 at night. It's going to be fun. Welcome for the families. But we do want to celebrate and just thank the world for helping us this past year, but really these past 35 years. Nueva is an age that's literally built out of the for-profit insurance burning fires from South Holyoke when landlords would pay to have you know their supers burn the building or have kids play with matches. The neighborhood started Nueva Esperanza to give them a new hope, to have an agency that was going to fight for them, to create and build and renovate low to affordable moderate income housing. We built, we're built from that. That's our foundation. And the new Nueva Esperanza is really honoring those pillars of foundations. But now we just want to celebrate and say, thank you. We're alive. We're here. And we're well. We're doing great. And we're going to be a 501c3 again. We want to be transparent about our accounting and financing and just tell people, es que estamos aquí. And we want to thank all of our sponsors. And really, truly, we have to thank, like I said, VOC has been a godsend. Steve Huntley and Rosa Pantoja and myself this last year have been pounding the pavement. How do we raise money? How do we do this? And how do we bring Nueva back to life? And Steve Huntley is a perfect example of amazing white allies in this community who have really supported Nueva throughout the years um, that are just great, that they get that we need to be who we are as Latinos and Boricuas and support in a genuine way. It's almost unbelievable to see how from a situation that was really tragic, Nueva Esperanza was about to disappear. And now, in a moment where 
it can celebrate all the work for over 35 years to keep the legacy of its founders, to celebrate them, to honor them, but at the same time, making a new path for the current and future generation of Puerto Rican community in Holyoke to continue growing and feeling proud. This is such an amazing story and a beautiful experience that we are living. And like you said, Nelson, thanks to you and thanks to the inspiration and, and, and drive and energy by every single person involved with Nueva, from the founders to its current board and current people involved with the work with Nueva, volunteers, staff, mm. friends. This is such an inspiring story to tell. Yeah, no, and I think and you're right. You hit it right on the nose at the end. Nueva is staffed by me, who's a full-timer, and then two part-timers that are officially on the books. And we have over 45 volunteers, 45, because we keep an emergency contact form for each, 45 people that throughout a week, a month, the past year, continuously come in and give their time, their money, their talent, their energy. From, you know, I think of Donna Murata, who for our Cuyo Social Justice Camp, buys breakfast for the kids every single day because we don't have a budget for breakfast. She buys the breakfast. To Carmen and Jerry, where they're in a moment's notice to help us clean, to help us you know, activate when we have to collect stuff for Puerto Rico or help fire victims from the fire burnings or to help a, a woman stop from getting evicted or in a building where the landlord's still not repairing their you know, elevators. Carmen and Jerry are the ones that are out there on the front lines. To We have this amazing volunteer named Nani. She works with Jose, who's been working for Nueva for 30 years. He's the longest employee at Nueva. Nani was a Alcoides youth who went through our program. She's now in her 20s. She volunteers every single day for free, Johan, at least two, three hours a day, cleaning, repairing, fixing. She's amazing. And, and I think of so many countless volunteers or people who have donated to us this year who just heard about us or continue to give or like we started a campership fund to help HIV AIDS youth who are impacted with it or whose parents are living with it. And we just announced it in the newspaper. We had four people donate enough to cover five more campers. So it's just, it's beautiful. You're right. It's awe-inspiring to see how the community, it started with the community and it continues with the community. That Nueva is really about the people in the community. It's not about me. You know, I might come and go. It's not about, it's about the legacy of the community saying we own our space. We own this neighborhood. We want this to succeed. And that's the real story. The fact that Nueva was going to go away. Yeah, you know, was, the board was tired. They, they had done a lot. And I really want to thank Josh Garcia, who's the past board president, who really kept Nueva afloat. Him and Alan Gilsberg, who was on the board for years, they really kept Nueva from going. And they really continued to push it forward. They continued to have a long-term vision and dream of saying, let's save this, you know? And when others said no, Josh was still there. And so I really have to give him credit because I don't think enough people do. And so Josh Garcia deserves a lot of thanks. And Alan Gilsberg. And, you know, of course, everyone for helping this come to this. But I think of not just the 45, not just the three or four of us who work there, Like you said, the community as large, Aaron Vega, Alex Morris, like you think about Maria Salgado, you think about Betty, you think about all these people who care about Nueva Esperanza and just what it is to give themselves to help. That's everything. Like even this week when we announced we adopted those two Puerto Rican towns, we already got like almost 25 gift cards for Home Depot. We sent it out right away. Like people are coming together because it's getting back to that roots, always about the people. So a lot of reasons to celebrate and also to be part of the celebration because it's all about the community. So remember, there's a lot of events. The Puerto Rican Racing Flag on the 20th, then on the 24th, the Guayabera Gala. And then stay tuned because we're going to keep 
track of all these activities and events for mm -hmm. Cujo, for Taste of South Holyoke, and many more events that will, for sure, we're going to start popping up in between, like El Mercado mm -hmm. every third Sunday of the month. So a lot of work, a lot of things to do, a lot of experiences to keep building together and enjoying together. And from this side, to document so we can keep telling the story for future generations to keep this work going. I think exactly. And, and even Nueva, we have beautiful archives upstairs that are now going to be housed at the Wisteria Hearst Museum. So we're going to be announcing very soon the, the Nueva Esperanza archives that will exist coexist with the Carlos Vega archives. So we have almost 35 years of documents and pictures and photos and exhibits and stories. And we have cassettes with video. And like we have an answering tape with Carlos's voice uh, with the answering machine service. So we have amazing archival stuff. Exactly. We want to document what's happening so we can continue to add to the archives so that way in the future these podcasts anything that's going on with Nueva we could put in the archives because now I want Nueva to succeed and so does the community for another 35 for another 50 for another 100 years because imagine what it could do and so I thank you Johan again for always allowing this space I was just telling I met with Tahira who's running for Congress mm -hmm. she came and took a tour in Nueva amazing woman uh, she just wanted to know what Nueva was and what we did and I heard your podcast with her and I said I feel like I know you already because I listened to Radio Plasma. So this has always been a venue, or even the event yesterday that was honoring Puerto Rico. I heard Naomi's interview, and that was a great, powerful interview to just learn about Four Wanti Boricuas and what they're doing. And, you know, that was a beautiful moment to hear about all that. And if it's not for this platform, I don't think we would get that, you know. And I, I still think back to the very first podcast, Aaron Vega. I learned so much about Aaron Vega from that very first podcast that you launched Radio Plasma with. And so I'm grateful, and I thank your listeners, and I thank the public as well. And they could go to our website, go to NuevaFolio.org. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter, we're on Instagram. Uh, and so we look forward to many more years and having you document and making this a community platform. You're right. I want to connect not only the youth, all the Latina viejitas who come to see me every day, have them come up here. And, you know, we're looking forward to all those collaborations. And so thank you. Thank you so much, Nelson Roman, Executive Director of Nueva Esperanza. This is always your home. You're always welcome to come back and keep sharing all the good work. Thank you. And this is our conversation with Nelson Roman. And all the information about the, uh, the upcoming event and more activities is also listed on the posting of this episode at radioplasma.com. With this, we conclude this session of the Radio Plasma podcast that has been recorded here on the Plasma Media Lab in the Gandara Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>